Mattress Mac loses almost $13 million whenever he bet on the Astros to beat the Nationals, but of course the Nationals won. This is. Did you realize this is one of the largest monetary bets on a single team in sports history? They were calling it the sweat heard around the world. Wow, that's crazy. Well, he did. You know, he lost the money, but he did get all the sales from the promotion. So I think Max probably going to be okay there. But I'm a Houston Astros fan. I'm from Houston, so I think it stinks on a lot of levels. But uh, anyway, wow, that's crazy. I had no idea it was that big, though. Yeah, like a huge okay. moment. So, but he, this is like a season-long promotion for his customers. So anybody that came in and bought more than $3,000 in product, if the Astros brought home the title, all of that would be free. But you had to spend north of 3000 bucks. So, you know, that was, I think the bet was kind of like to offset, you know, if he would have to refund that money, then, you know, that's how it, it would have all worked out. But, you know, he's done this in the past. And the amount of PR that he gets you know, off of these multi-million dollar bets and, you know, having these promotions with his customers that if somebody wins, they get the, you know, furniture for free. Huge, like billions of dollars in PR impressions on some of this stuff. Billions of dollars, no doubt. Um, or sorry, billions of impressions, not billions of dollars. Like Millions like of a, dollars, tens of millions of dollars. As a matter uh, yeah, of fact. so he got billions of, uh, like a billion impressions off one of these things. Uh, so whatever that equates to in terms of, earned media that that would be the dollar for you. you do the math i don't know the math yeah well you know if you're if you're in houston and you've and you've bought stuff from mac and it was all based on that promotion not only are you bummed out that you th- that your team lost but now your furniture is not free so it fails on many levels that stinks but anyway we'll, we'll have um, to go down there and talk to some people coming up in february to see how they really feel about everything because we'll be <laughs> down there so yeah no that's true and why are we going there, Kinsley? We're going to be down there for nationwide primetime. So How about that? Here's, here's the thing. If you saw us during our first ever co-hosted speech, guess what? With Dos Marcos, take two, take Dos is always going to be better. And we don't really know what we're talking about yet, so I think that's kind of exciting. We, we still have yet to pick it out. I was talking to Mike Whitaker, though, uh, yesterday. And I think they're going to send out some questionnaires to the members of Nationwide and say, hey, what's most important to you right now? And uh, get some uh, feedback from them. And then we can take all that feedback and say, okay, based on what everybody's hungry for, this is what the talk should be. I thought that was a pretty good idea. I like it. I like it. They have an updated show pattern. So it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, It's February 9th through the 12th. You can find out more details, nationwideprimetime.com. Get your hotels, get this booked, get it on, you know, get it in your field of view because I want to see everybody there. I want to see everybody. You know, Kinsley, they, you, you might be thinking if you're a nationwide dealer, oh, yeah, that's fine and it's the cost of travel. But everybody tells us that the amount of money you can save on the show specials far outweighs any kind of travel cost there are. Not to mention the fact that you're around people to do what you do and it's a really cool way to connect and learn from others and uh just one idea you get there kinsley just one could more than pay for the trip right so check it out nationwideprimetime.com and we'll see you there dos marcos podcast it's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet wait isn't this the only mattress industry podcast 
He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. You know how when you get on a plane, sometimes there are different categories of people with status or whatever that may, might board early as I they're do, getting yeah. on the plane. So I had like group four, which is kind of, you know, relatively early on an American flight. And I got to my row and there was a lady already in her seat. She was an older lady, but she had boarded um, before the rest of the people because she had problems with her knee and problem walk, a problem walking. And so I sat down beside her and we got to chatting and she was just a spirited person. And she was just, you know, sharp as a tack and really fun to talk to. And she was from around Albany, New York. And so I was flying back to the, to the Midwest and uh, we were going to connect through Charlotte. And so we got to talking and I said, well, are you going to Charlotte or are you going somewhere beyond that? She said, we're going to Las Vegas. I said, well, what takes you to Vegas? Is it just for fun? She goes, we're celebrating the 10-year anniversary when I resuscitated my daughter. What? And so, so she, she said, my daughter's, my daughter's coming right, right now. She's coming down the road. She's going to sit here in the window seat. I said, great. I look forward to meeting her. And so, you know, people are getting on and we're shifting around. And finally, her daughter gets sat down. And I, I looked over and I said, I have to hear the rest of this story. And I said, it's about you. I go, you resuscitated your daughter? She said, yeah, my daughter and her kids were at my house. And my daughter passed out. Her eye pupils dilated and her heart stopped beating. And she said, I was a nurse. She had worked uh, as a paramedic years ago. She was 78. Her name was Mary. Um, but she had worked as a paramedic years ago and she knew how to perform CPR. So she put her daughter down on the flat surface of the floor and started performing CPR. And the kids are going crazy and her daughter's not responding. They, find, they call the ambulance and the ambulance shows up. And they're trying to resuscitate her daughter, and it's not working. And Mary knew that if she went to this close-by hospital, it was really bad care. So she, she wanted to get her heart beating, obviously, to make her live. But she knew that she needed you know, higher-level care, and it was not not at the close-by hospital. And in order to, to go to the, the hospital with the better care, she had to get her going. So the ambulance people are there. The paramedics are putting the paddles on her chest, you know, shocking her, trying to get her to come back. She's not responding. 10 minutes have passed. So the ambulance, the ambulance folks, the paramedics are looking around, you know, trying to continue CPR and, and it's not working and they give up. And Mary said, Nope, we are not giving up. And she starts performing CPR again, just pounding on her chest. So, they see that she's not going to give up, so they're, they, they kind of collect their thoughts, and they, they know that there's some sort of – it was some sort of IV that went in the bone of her leg. And so they lanced this IV into the bone in her leg and then hit her with the paddles again. And after 17 minutes of basically her being dead, she comes back to life. Her heart starts beating. And so they rush her to the hospital, the one with the acute care unit that they needed – and her daughter recovers. And so they were on this plane going to Las Vegas to celebrate the 10 year anniversary of when this mom didn't give up on her daughter 
and brought her back to life. And here's the crazy thing beyond all of it. Um, so her daughters, they have such a great relationship and they just had a, so much fun together. You could tell and they were both just really sweet people. After all of that, they have no explanation as to why it happened. They did all the tests and no one knows why. And so well, here they, are. they don't question it anymore. She, she has since found some people that similar things have happened to, but they just decided to move on with life and just celebrate. You know, yeah, quit asking why. So are they people of faith, Kinsley? Did they attribute any of that to like maybe a, a, a small miracle in their life? Or, or did they just say it was a freakish, you know, thing of nature that happened? Because a lot of times that brings you pretty close to your faith. You're like, you, you look at something like that. First of all, as a parent, I cannot imagine 17 minutes. Like, what would that be like for 17 minutes? You think you just lost your kid. Like, I can't even believe how she was dealing with that. I mean, it must have been horrible. But then the joy of resuscitating her and her coming back. I mean, I, the contrast of those two emotions had to be insane. And the children were watching the entire time. Her children were old enough Ugh. to see and know what was going on. So well, You know what? Good for them for going to Vegas. Good for them for celebrating. I think I'd be gambling. It's a lucky day for them. That's for She her. was telling me that she was going to play roulette. So Mary, she said, I'm going to play roulette. And I'm going to bet 31. And, and I said, what's the significance? Well, it was, it was a birthday that some of her grandkids had had. And I said, well, what was the date whenever you brought your daughter back to life? She said, 21. It was the 21st. I said, that's your number in roulette. For sure. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, that's that's one of those conversations. You try to avoid some of them on airplanes, but that's a, that's one that you're definitely glad you had, I'm sure. We ended up talking the entire way from Albany to Charlotte, which I rarely do with people because, you know, folks slap in their headphones and they kind of want to be in their right. own world. Uh, but we had such a great conversation. And you've talked about this in the past. I mean, if you have a chance to you know, chat with somebody on a plane, sometimes these amazing stories bubble up. So I love that one. It's one of my favorites. That's for sure. Um, I was not on a plane. I was driving this week <clears throat> and um, ended up in Memphis, Tennessee. You know where I was? Great I, American Home Store. That's, great American Home Store. Yeah, I know. And, and, and Sleep Shop. They're in the Mid-South in Memphis. They got a store in, in, in Mississippi, not Jackson, but in Mississippi also. And they carry Englander beds. They're big fans of your stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. This might be the first retailer that we've had both of our products, Spink & Co. and Englander, on the same floor. So I thought that was pretty neat. Oh, they're doing, they're doing the double dose. Double dose. That's right. We need to like send trophies out to people that like, carry that both. That is trophy lot, worthy. Right? That's like trophy that. worthy. Um, but anyway, an amazing group of people, Kinsley, you got to go out and, uh, matter, matter of fact, maybe we could meet down there. We'll go together and go visit these guys. But, um, Ron Becker, one of the owners or the owner and Paul Gallagher, Jeff Crosby, all three came out to Kentucky. They looked at Spink and Co, but Jack Wells, really the head of marketing for those guys, uh, was my contact and my friend for years and years met him when I was at Leggett. So thanks to him, um, he kept saying, Hey man, keep trying, keep trying. So a lot of encouragement. Uh, great team. He's got Christina, Justin, Ashley, and Randy, all who I spent time with. Randy is a videographer. We did a lot of a video with them. Um, and so that was really cool. I got to be with all those people, um, and I loved it. There's this lady, Kenzie, you love this. So <clears throat> I got done doing training, and um, people came up to me afterwards, and they were talking. I was telling stories about purpose, and I told the story about KRD and how the Japanese Eagles played with 
purpose because of the death of that kid and how important purpose is in your life and you have to find it. And are you selling mattresses or are you selling products that improve the life um, of people, improve the quality of life of people because that's what sleep can do, right? And this lady comes up to me and she says, hi, my name is Benita Roberts and I wear red and this outfit is what I pick every, like I pick something in red every day. It's my signature color and it's what people remember me from. And I get, uh, we just did a podcast about you and how you become sticky with consumers. And I loved her approach to that. Just the way that, and she did, man, she wore red. Oh my goodness. She looked good in it. She was, uh, you know, just all smiles. And I'm like, I bet you money that whoever that lady talks to, um, as a consumer, they, they leave there and they do not forget Benita. Right. And sure enough, she's one of their top salespeople. So that I'd share that, that that was great. She, all of them, all the salespeople there were fantastic and I loved it. So thank you everybody at Great American who's listening to this. And uh, Kinsel, we got to go out together. You'll love this group. I love that. Yeah. Thank you to everybody that sells Englander product there. That's great to hear. And, and it's really cool that we're featured on the same floor for the first time ever to our knowledge. To our knowledge, there could be other. <laughs> no doubt about it. Very cool. Well, you, you know, we, we were kind of, thinking about what this this time period in, in the year looks like for us. And of course, uh, as as of this playing, we're going to be at the Cena Magowitz event wrapping that up. And we'll have a full report from that pancreatic cancer fundraiser that we go to every year. We're going to be the auctioneers. Um, and then I think we're going to do all kinds of other fun stuff. But when, when I look at this time of year um, and you look at, you know, the folks you just visited in Memphis and how people are thinking about the back half um, of the year, you're, you're really starting to think about the first half of 2020. And I'll tell you what, this is the time of year when we start, you know, giving the trade media predictions for what we think uh, dollar volume and unit volume is going to be for, for 2020. And one of the things that really comes to mind for me is how uh, the industry should be thinking about and preparing for 2020 because this is going to be an election year. And I think it's going to be an election year uh, with a lot of volatility, a lot of visibility. And what that's going to do is that creates uncertainty. And so that uncertainty is really going to kick in, I think, in the back half of the year. Um, and, and this is common thinking um, for, from people that you know monitor these things. But Whenever you start seeing more negative advertising and uh, they're buying up inventory from ad space, uh, you're going to see it dominated by the political ads. So that means, in, in my mind, the first half of the year is the opportunity for people from a selling standpoint, because when that uncertainty kicks in, people lock down their wallets. So even though it's like, you know, first of November at this point, really be thinking about how to get aggressive um, and, and maybe try to do more of your sales volume on the on the front end. You've got President's Day, you're going to have Memorial Day, um, but the back half of the year could be a little bit tricky for a lot of people. And you know, coming out of October, you know, it's typically pretty soft. And I've been hearing that across the board. So, how would you think about how to manage the, this first half of the year? Yeah. <clears throat> so the the let's start with the fourth quarter. I think. Um, it really is. I was talking to Ron Gonzalez at Christian's Mattress in California. And uh, Christian, his son, and Jordan, um, they listen to the podcast as well. Anyway, Ron and I got in a great discussion about where his business was 
and um, looking at it through a retailer's perspective, you just you know he, he's saying, okay, what's happened so far this year? And then either up or down. The challenge to Kinsley, in my opinion, is kind of where he is. Is so if it's up or down, why was it up or down? And that's the trick because it's so hard to say. So if a retailer is down, is it because of the direct-to-consumer guys and Amazon and all this other stuff, or is it something else? And the problem is you don't know. It is a complete guess. So I think finishing the year, and Ron is the kind of retailer who is always up. I mean, he's a very successful guy out there, but um, there is fluctuation for anyone. And so I think it's, isn't it always when you get to the fourth quarter, it's looking in the rearview mirror and saying, okay, what happened to this year? Uh, assign meaning to it, good or bad. Like, why are we where we are? And then using that data to plan 2020. And I think that's where people are. Um, and so, yeah, I think, uh, it, and this is the goal setting time, isn't it? I mean, you start looking at 2020, you say, okay, what do I need to accomplish there? And then what is the vehicle I'm going to take to get to my final destination? I also think that's in people's heads as they're in these company meetings and saying, okay, where do we want to be? And then figuring out how they're going to accomplish it. So. Well, I think that, you know, data is only going to tell you about the past and it's only going to tell you about the averages. I mean, you can start mapping, you know, some intelligence between your thinking and what's happened in the past, but 2020 is going to be a different year. You have different, you know, economic conditions. You have a different political environment. You have all these things that are going to compound to create a completely new and unique year that data is not going to tell you much about. So just like you said, I think this is the time when you say, what is our game going to be and how are we going to play it? Strategy. What are our goals and then how we're going to get there? And, you know, set your goals usually sales related, um, you know, use that simple goal setting um, to, to really dial in what we're trying to accomplish and how we're going to get there because the distractions are going to be rampant. People are going to be coming at you with all kinds of fires you need to put out. The political landscape is going to be, you know, heating up volcanic ash style, you know, shooting into the air and clouding everything that's around you. So you just have to figure out who we're going to be, what we're going to do, and how we're going to get there and map that out and plan it out. I tell you, I've done this a bunch of different ways. And when you're in reactionary mode, you're not getting much done. When you have a plan on paper, and I've seen guys that have, this is our year, and it's on one sheet of paper, so they can constantly look back at it and say, are we ahead or behind? Are we so, ahead or behind? Yeah. And, and I think as we, as, as people look at that, mostly these days, make it in pencil. Because things are going to be moving around, I think, to your point. I don't think anybody has ever been through an election year that we're about to face. Um, you've got some very crazy stuff going on politically. Um, people are emotionally charged more than ever. Um, people are at extreme odds on the political spectrum. So I think it's going to get nasty. And so I think that's going to do stuff. Obviously, inventory for marketing and advertising. Uh, airtime dries up. Costs go up. Uh, and so, yeah, I think it's planning is the key. But here, here's the other thing I would say. If you're listening to this and you're not happy with where you are, for heaven's sake, make some changes. I know it's difficult. And they say people change when the pain of staying the same gets to be greater than the risk in their mind of making a change. But you know what you're going to get if you keep doing what you're doing. Um, and so... Mitigate the risk, obviously, but do some stuff. Look for some different ways to drive result. And I'm telling you, 
stop looking at this industry the way you did five years ago. That is one of the most frustrating things when I talk to people. Like whatever the whatever the the things that happened Kinsley in the past to create an opinion that people have of a certain way of doing things, it's not that way anymore. You've got to change. And um, don't change for change's sake, obviously. Um, change small, change cheaply, um, so that if you do fail, you can pivot and your downside is small. But man, you gotta you gotta look and you gotta change if you want it to be different. Yeah, and like you said, you don't want to get to a point where you're saying, I just can't do this anymore, and you're at the end of your rope. If you're at the end of your rope and you can't do it anymore, you're gonna start thinking about things and in a frame of mind that is not the most positive environment for going into, I want to build my business and I want to, you know, I want to dominate my marketplace. It's very kind of like, all right, I just, I just have to shed this dead skin and then I'll figure it out. Why not think about it now and be proactive about it? And here's the thing, bring smart people to the table, get perspective, bake those opinions together, and then you'll come up with, with the right answers. I tell you, sitting in a room and trying to solve these problems on your own, is a bad idea because you're going to think yourself into a corner. But whenever you do have good inputs and you have trusted advisors, you may not end up doing what they tell you to do or what they recommend doing, but you're going to have the inputs you need to clarify your thinking. And then you're going to have more good ideas. And it's always happened from good brains being around a table and, you know, get, get the whiteboard out and, and really dissect the problem and come away with a good plan, but don't do it on your own either. You know, one thing they could do is add more sleep essentials from Pure Care and Sarah Bergman, and that can deliver all the difference in 2020, don't you think? I like that. Guess who it is? Sarah Bergman. Hey, Sarah Bergman. Dos Marcos. What's up with you? Oh, you know, different stuff here and there. So much. I can't even relay it. My brain is barely even keeping up these days. I, I get it. But you know what? You are killing it because you guys at Pure Care are all about quality of life improvement. That's why we love you guys. So um, I want to talk about that today. And in the form of you guys are crushing it with the weighted blankets. I know they're hugely popular and a lot of people are showing interest. It's adding ticket to retailers. Um, business that's adding great margin, lots of profit. Um, but I think one thing that's important, what separates you guys, um, as I've been looking into your weighted blanket, um, is construction. Um, size matters, Sarah. Size matters, Mark. It does. Well, in this case, pocket size, right? Correct. Absolutely. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm giggling to myself over here. So, I am so happy that I have this now and I can always refer back to when I actually um, threw you off your game. That's perfect. <laughs> Let it be the last time. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, everything about our weighted blankets is really kind of specific to us in some ways. And I know this really intimately because I am getting more and more involved in the product development end at Pure Care and really helping to connect our marketing story to the products that we are bringing to life. And the Weighted Blanket project was partly kind of my babe. So I can speak to the construction side of this thing without even batting an eye. And a couple of the things that I would just want to point out that are really cool. Um, we found that in our research, the smaller the pocket on the weighted blanket, the less shifting of that fill there is as you're using it. 
So we created mini four inch pockets on our weighted blanket, which is really tiny to just kind of help keep that weighted wellness exactly where you want it and where you need it throughout your product use. So that I really loved about it. Hey, so, um, so tell me something, yeah. on other competitors' products, they, they don't have that many, do they? They don't. You'll They're see bigger baffles. square, yep, and you'll see some designs. Some people don't do the, the baffles. Uh, I was really adamant when we designed ours that it contained that fill as much as possible. So one of the other things that I think is really cool about our product collection is that we actually offer our duvet covers separately. So you can buy just our weighted blanket or for an additional $50 at retail, you can add an adult duvet cover to that. Now, our duvet covers are amazing. First of all, they have one side is that 10 cell sheet material that you love so much, Mark, and the other duvet. side is a velveted fleece. So you have two really awesome comfort options. Um, but I think also for the retailer standpoint, you know Pure Care and you know what we do. We love to infuse our products with Salient, with Frio, with a lot of different stories. And what we've done with this collection is we've given our retailers the base weighted blankets and then we are able to change and offer them any kind of duvet story they want without having to add additional weighted blankets to their orders. So the fluidity of it and the ability for a retailer to test different cover options and see what works for them is part of what we do really well and what we're always trying to think ahead with at Pure Care. I'm really well, it, proud of that part. You know what I love about it is it gives the consumer the ability to customize a solution for them. It gives the RSA the ability to help them to that degree. Yeah. But it also helps the retailer. I mean, you take, you know, a limited number of things and you create a lot of opportunity because you can mix and match those things and you don't, it doesn't require an entire wall, right? You can, with limited SKUs, you can create a lot of options for people. I'm sure that your retailers love that. That's exactly it. And it's, that's the case throughout the entire Pure Care line. So this particular product fits in so well with our health and wellness message with our quality product and construction message that we have and everything that we do. And then of course that mix and match between different technical textiles and different things that really help you customize your sleep environment. It's a beautiful thing, I gotta tell you. So um, what I love about what you guys are doing also, Sarah, is that for people that are, um, so let's say that there are consumers in the market and maybe they get fired up about a weighted blanket or maybe there are other options. What they really need to know, the retailers need to know for you guys is that you do it differently and you take the extra steps and your products are just made differently. They're made better. Therefore, it's much harder for someone to shop on that stuff because um, it's just not like other weighted blankets. You, you make it special, so I love that. Well, thank you very much. And the quality difference for anybody who's out there shopping and, and looking at competition, the quality difference, it can't be missed. Okay. Hey, Sarah, next time. See you later. Bye-bye. So um, back to what we were talking about, the, um, you know, I've, I've had conversations, Kinsley, with people recently, and um, there are some retailers looking for the exit. And I get it because it's harder today to execute a plan in today's environment with all the pressure from direct, from direct to consumer, all the pressure from Amazon, 
but they're kind of at a point where they're frustrated and they are trying some different things and some of those things aren't working. I think that um, the direct-to-consumer play is taking more business out of the market than they think. And they've got to figure out ways to overcome that. You and I have been talking about a lot of those ways. So we'll keep doing that in 2020 uh, to, to serve those people and, and sharing those ideas. But yeah, man, I think they've got um, to really be honest with themselves. And um, it, here's what I would say to that uh, for anyone looking for the door. The other part of it is in times of tumultuous change, create opportunity. You know, there's, when, when things are changing and shifting the way they are, uh, there's always a downside, but there's always an open door somewhere and it's there. You just got to find it. And there's an attitude that um, is hard to adopt, but once you do, it really creates all the difference. If you just look at anything and you say, good, just say, good. Oh, I can't advertise 199 Queen anymore because all the commodity units online are taking my business away. Good. I'm going to sell premium goods and I'm going to be the best in my marketplace at it. And I'm going to you know, attract a consumer that, you know, is discerning or, or whatever it is. I mean, that's just one example, but any, anytime you have a challenge, like you said, it is an opportunity, but you have to have that attitude of saying, good, this, this gives me a chance to learn, to grow, to change, to build that muscle, whatever it is. Good. Yeah. So that sucks, but I can handle that. Good. There's a, there's an opportunity somewhere in there. It's a, it's a mentality and how you look for it. I like that a lot. Um, you know, my dad, just a quick thought before we um, conclude here today, my dad is saying, and I thought it was interesting that I would get your opinion on it, but for retailers today, his comment was what they should be thinking about more and more is really getting aggressive with the opening price points, maybe more than ever, because the direct to consumer channel, can they compete with a brick and mortar guy at that level? So yes, Amazon's got you know, what they've got in terms of um, some low prices on Queens and whatnot, but um, can they really compete product for product in the opening price point category? And the answer is, I don't know. I haven't investigated, but I thought it was an interesting comment nonetheless. Well, and, and to his point, I mean, maybe you do end up going very aggressive on some of your promotional items uh, with the goal of training your people up on your essentials category so you can increase that average ticket and get some of the margin dollars, you know, from adjustables from, you know, sheets, pillows, toppers, all that other stuff. But you got to have a plan for that. You got to have a strategy. Um, otherwise, you're, you're not going to, I don't think, compete on price and item alone. Are people, are still, people still making money on adjustables? <laughs> I don't know That's if they are. Question. They need more Englander and Spink and Co. for their margins. That's what they need. They need to follow Great American Home Store. <laughs> that's exactly right hey well listen uh it's uh, october man thanksgiving right around the corner christmas oh, right after that it's amazing isn't it it's november now oh that is true it is november wow see how time flies kinsley see how fast <laughs> it goes well man we'll uh we'll, we'll keep everybody up to speed on on our thoughts on the industry oh as always go over to the dos marcos facebook page or go over to mattresspodcast.com drop us a note let us know what's going on um, people have been sending us emails, by the way, to through the contact form on the site. So we'll get caught up with you. I just noticed that the other day. So my apologies. We'll get, get you caught up on some of the emails you guys have sent. Well, cool. All right. Well, hey, man, um, get ready. The, uh, the last two months, it's the sprint to the finish. Here we go. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh.
what is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest You know the game, we're ahead of the sun Cause the two of us together are way better than one Cause I'm cool as ice And I'm hot like a heater Bounce by the ounce, now we got it by the leader Well you take a spring and you wrap it up right You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night yeah. Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it Lay back, you don't have to practice It's the best thing to happen to your mattress Get together to do it like I did Everybody get hybrid if you want somebody to get in your vicinity You probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity Foam alone? Out of five, maybe one star Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar Mad back support The best way to shack up or just get rest It won't mess your back up Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist Or a mullet party in the back of the business Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus The ultimate hybrid Nothing short of cheap Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid Right. Listen, doesn't matter if your kitchen is charming When your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no! You need springs and foam Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce You'll be sleeping alone And if the bed don't react Then you can't get low We got that type of bounce That won't spill your Merlot So stick with us and you'll get rewarded Cause I'm so gentle And I'm so supportive is where the magic is And we just killed a song about mattresses